Hello! I'm on Stephen Rowland's Beer Podcast. Number 278. 278, we're back on track. Like, I think Rick, me and Rowland have just lost count. Well, I just took it from the last one, so I'm hoping that it's right. <laughs> yeah. Well, Would you like an interesting fact about the number 278? Go on then. In episode 278 of Prisoner Cell Block H, Poe's daughter gets kidnapped by a paedophile while she's locked up in prison. Okay. Thanks for that. Uh, You're welcome. Prisoner Cell Block H, like that, that was on when I was really young. I remember my mum always used to record it and watch it because it was on late. On a VHS? Uh, oh, why? Oh, or did she have a Betamax? I, no, I got the Betamax. I got the, I got the hand-me-downs. This, uh, well, this is a bit lively. Uh, it is a little. <laughs> so, um, no rolling this week. Um, but I can report back about uh, Indie Beer Man as I went on Sunday. Um much fun and much tasty beer was had by all. Indie Man for me goes from strength to strength. Every year it just gets a little bit better. Uh, they get a little bit more organised. Sunday is a good day because it's never quite so crowded. Apparently Saturday night was a little bit messy and the police had to be called and all Ooh. sorts of things. There was fighting. and This is, this is the problem, isn't it? As the beer festivals get more popular, it sometimes attracts the wrong crowd. Uh, yeah. But again, the thing with... I th- to be fair, I think if you go to both sessions on a Saturday and you're drinking those percentage beers you're from 12 o'clock through to 11 o'clock, like, it's never going to end pretty. No. Like, we, me and Roland talked about the Buxton Tap uh, Omnipolo takeover a few weeks back, and mm. I was saying I've never seen so many drunk people in one place. Um... Like until, until you're doing your own, like really drunk people. Oh, really drunk. Like people. really, really, and everyone. Yeah, I suppose. Um, I mean, those beers. I mean, recessionable yeah. was probably like seven percent, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, yeah. It's all a little bit mental. Yeah. But yeah, Indie Beer Man was good. Well done to the organisers. Great event as always. Uh, and uh, yeah, I, I, I'm particularly liking their food village there. The only thing that disappoints me about Indie Man is because it's so popular, it sells out so fast. Yeah, you have um, to be quick. You like, have to be quick. I mean, I, I love the venue that it's in. I want to suggest, want to suggest they change the venue because uh, I think that's part of the charm of it. But you know, it may be uh, getting to the point that they consider like having Indie Beer Week. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. I don't think that would be as good. I think it's good that it sells out. I think the organisers know that they're going to cover their costs and make a little bit of money and. Uh, making it bigger just adds more risk and and I think there are lots of beer festivals now um, and I think that that's probably one of the best because of its location and because it isn't any bigger I think I think the fact it's in Manchester as well is, is useful uh, yeah. it, it, if you're going to host anything like that outside of the M25 yeah. it's probably the best place to do it it is yeah. it is it's well supported by everybody around there so uh, this week we have uh, a farmhouse ale from Lost and Grounded Um, Hop Hand Fallacy Uh, and knowing that you're Gary Whiteley and not Roland Glue uh, I'm sure you've done some research on this so please Gary tell us a little bit about this beer so well Lost Lost and Grounded are actually they're a relatively new setup uh, based in Bristol starting in 2016 and they've got uh, they describe it themselves as they've got a bit of an obsession with um, German beers, but like how German beers are brewed so consistently, mm. but they also have a love of uh, Belgian style uh, beers as well. So they've tried. Uh, I think the premise of a lot of what they do is basically fusing those two things together. So mm. um, 
you know the consistency and uh, the sort of standards you would expect from well brewed German beer mixed up with the uh, the slightly crazy Belgian recipes that they've got. So this I is... think I think a lot of the German consistency for me comes from uh, just their sheer size. Like there are no they, they, those German breweries aren't small, and I think it's probably one of my biggest criticisms of craft that um, there is a lack of consistency um, mm. and a lack of uh, winging it. It's more winging it than there is planning with it, and and um, I, I'm impressed if a small brewery can add consistency to them. Yeah, I mean, you you can't really judge that until you've tried the yeah. the beer on multiple occasions. Like for me, this is the first time trying. This. Me too. So, me too. Um, so four point two percent. Yeah. Uh, four point four percent. Sorry. Um, and first impressions are it actually doesn't taste like a four point four percent. It actually tastes quite a bit more. Yeah, it, which is a good thing, I think. Mm -hmm. It's uh, yeah, you're it's got getting, a little more grunt. A, you're not getting a boozy kick though from it. Like it's got the flavours you'd expect from a, a heavier beer, but without that added, added alcohol kick for me. I've just seen mm. something on there that scares the heck out of me. Though one of the ingredients is coriander. Yeah, well, I was about to say this because I, I I saw I was reading up on them and I thought you know this would be actually a really good one for Roland to talk about because he's actually quite interested in both German and Belgian styles of beer. But then this has also got orange and coriander in, and we had this discussion uh, on, I think it, I think it was the previous yeah. podcast because uh, it was coriander seed that was using an ingredient. And it was, interestingly, he can't stand the taste of coriander; it tastes like soap. Yeah. Um, I'm not but, a massive fan either, and I suffer from the same thing. Yeah, but, that he just does taste a little bit soapy. And yeah. but coriander seed, he said he's fine with, which is I, I thought was was quite interesting. Yeah, but he's a weird person. <laughs> yeah, he is very odd. No, I have the same thing, and that there is a percentage of the population that don't like, um, can't tolerate coriander. Mm. It's just, I think it's something like five percent, but like I, I am also one of that five percent that well, it tastes be, like soap. So you one of that five percent? Does that taste of soap to you? It does a little. Now, did it? Did you? No, no, no. Ah. I, that's why I looked at the ingredients. Yeah, I was, I was, yeah. Curi I was curious whether it was one of those. Uh, you know, did it taste like that? But when you had your first sip, or yeah. was it no, no, it did. Was there, no, so. no, he did. That's oh. why I looked at the ingredients, and I was like, uh oh. Mm. Um, okay, cause I, I, I also I can very much taste the orange peel in it too. Oh, um, yeah, the and you really do get a pithiness of it, um, mm. and it's interesting they've limit listed it as peel because it really does taste like peel. They have not skimped on putting those ingredients in. No. Um, um, but it's very nice. Quite like the uh, the branding. Yeah, it's, uh, love the branding actually. Yeah, it's. Uh, uh, I think it's very cool. We've got a what looks like a, a a hippo angel playing cards with a fox <laughs> on a jetty. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think that yeah. But uh, well, well, we're very lucky that we actually have this <laughs> bottle, aren't we, uh, Gary? Because uh, uh, well, we went to go to my box and my box was empty. Yes. And um, Matt and Evil Gordon who is being particularly evil, hasn't sent me my beer, even though I'm sure they've took my money for it. <laughs> well, mm, yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, customer service, uh, need to uh, speak, yeah. speak to Steve. Uh, keep no. him sweet. Uh, I'm, well, I'm, I'm like... Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm about to rebel. Yeah, well, th thankfully, um, I'm actually uh, a week out of sync with Steve, so I'm, my subscription's a week behind his, so I've actually got this uh, one to hand, and I also keep my subscription yeah. at work, so... <laughs> um, yeah, no, but, I'm, I'm, I'm a bit disappointed, if um, I'm, I'm going to tell you the truth. I'm a bit disappointed. And uh, uh, I shall be writing to my local MP about this. Really? Uh, yeah. 
<laughs> Dear local MP, my beer bods subscription has not arrived. What are you going to do about it? Um, probably the same thing they do with every other letter that uh, gets sent to them. Uh, file it under S for Shredder. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, what else have you got to tell us about it? Because you haven't told us anything that um, spectacular yet, Gary. Well, this, this thing, like, so they've set up their brewery very much on the lines of a German-style uh, brewery, and they've actually had the kit made for them by a German brewer yeah. uh, to try and uh, replicate that. So they've got a brewery, uh, brewery tap as well. It looks like quite a substantial uh, size space. Um there's not really a huge amount of information available about them. Uh, again, I think being so new. Um, but you've got a range of about half a dozen different beers uh, that they're playing around with. Um, and, yeah, I think they're just trying to really focus purely on that. You know, the, just the, the, the Belgian styles, but with the consistency that you would get from... Uh, from German brewers, so it seems to be their thing. It's, it's a, you know, it's a little bit different. Uh, you know, they're not, they're not keep an eye on, see, yeah. see, see how it develops and what happens. Well, yeah, they seem, they seem to be avoiding going down the hot bomb yeah. uh, route, uh, which is you know, I think it's avoiding refra- the hype. Well, it's a, I think it's a referring change because there are things that you know, I think certain new breweries starting up feel like they have to do. You know, they have to have a big export style. They have to have a big hot uh, or an imperial style. They have to have a hot bomb. You know, uh, I thought they just had to have cloud water. Cloud water? Yeah. Mm. It seems that every new brewery for me is just trying to copy what cloud water is doing. Oh, I did. It's, uh, there's an awful lot of hype around those hot bombs and they, those... They, uh, they do say something about imitation, don't they? Yeah. Uh, I actually... At Indie Beer Man, I, uh, I didn't have one single cloud water. I didn't go anywhere near it. Mainly because I couldn't get anywhere near it. Because it was in Hype Corner which was basically their whole corner. Yeah, well, I remember last time I was there, they had just one section, they had a room, and it was rammed. Yeah. Like, you just could not get in at all. So I spent most of my time loitering in the baths. Uh, so, and to I hope there was no heavy petting. <laughs> um, I might have been petted. I, don't, I can't say. Uh, but yeah, um, interesting other little fact as well that I did uh, garner from their website is they uh, obviously very keen on looking after their staff, so they make up the fact of their their living wage employer, and uh, keen to uh, push that uh, out there. You know, uh, so some of us do it and don't shout about it, Gary. Yeah, well, I, I don't think it's a bad thing. To, no, it's a good to, thing. to, to, to let people thing. know that you care about the staff. So yeah. you know, um, yeah, no, it is a good thing. Yeah. and uh, bravo to them. Right, should we should we review the beer? Do you, uh, yeah. Um, you want to go first or shall I? Yeah, it's gone down very easily. I did um, very quickly for you. Yeah. You're thirsty? A little bit. It's been a busy day. It's been okay. warm today as well. Uh, but, yeah, I, I liked it. It was, I think, for a Belgian farmhouse ale, I I expected it to be quite, you know, funky, a little bit out there. You know, not sort of like your Saison lines. Um, it wasn't as in your face as those it was quite restrained but I don't think that was a bad thing I think it actually made it uh, more drinkable uh, in general um, I like the coriander and the orange peel I don't think they've overdone it um, yeah I'd, I'd quite like to try some more of the beers based on this so with that in mind I'm going to give it a solid 8 yeah I think I think it would have benefited from not having the coriander in. Um, mm. Like, I don't really like it as an ingredient in beer. I don't really like it as an ingredient, but I don't mm. like it as an ingredient in beer. On saying that, I actually do like the beer. Mm. I like what's underneath it, and if I can see past 
um, the coriander part. I really like the orange peel. I do get the pithiness, uh, mm. get that kind of whole um, kind of very bitter tartness to it, uh, and, and I like it. Um, I'm not going to like it quite as much as you because of that coriander. I'm going to say seven. All right, fair enough. Yeah, I'm not put off by trying more of their beers. I maybe wouldn't go back to this one. Yeah, that's the thing with additives in yeah. uh, beer. It can uh, be off-putting if you don't like those flavours anyway. So It can, Perfectly it can. Fair. Right, well, we got a 12 minutes, so I guess we better drink up and shut up because okay. we are... Done. Done.